Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is going to be a verse-by-verse edition with none other than Dr. R.B. Maynard. Thank you for all of you that listen to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We've been trying to get it beefed back up for you guys. Uh, we have some, I want you, you know, we kind of for about a month or so too, we only had verse-by-verse with Dr. R.B. Maynard and we kind of stepped away from some of the real-life stories, things that we had going on. But now we have some, we had a real-life story with Raymond Wilson. Check that one out. Uh, we had a wake-up Grace Point with Greg and Kelly. I have one scheduled in just a couple hours with a missionary mm-hmm. from England. And so we're beefing back up right. the podcast game, getting back into a Dr. R.B. Maynard. So, yes, yes. But you are a staple. Yes. Wow. I, I, I keep saying this. I'm going to uh, log. I am going to go through our all of our episodes and see how many hours you've logged so far. Mm-hmm. I bet. And I've how much, got the most. how much time we've spent together. Yeah, I know. So one day, you, I mean, if I stay here for 20 years, you know, you, you'll be able to say, I've spent so many hours with Pastor Jerry. Probably spend more time with me than your kids. Yeah, uh, definitely my your kids. Wi- <laughs> your, your wife, your, no, probably not your wife, but, but it'll, it'll be a lot. I'll be up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I would say I would be the, I'd be the number one guy. Now, I don't know if that's good or bad, but yeah. I'd be number one. So, <laughs> so, the, so that, epic, that epic death of yours we keep talking about, you right. know, I'll be, I'll be a, a strong memory. Right, right. Well, I'm glad <laughs> we had that discussion with the uh, funeral director the other right, day, yeah, too. So he's, exactly. already, he's already in tune. Privy so. to some of our, our game plans and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So You're going to be really disappointed if I don't, if I don't leave you my <laughs> life insurance. <when> I, <laughs> yeah, he didn't leave me. He le- Yeah, what are, oh man, now now I'm going to be driven crazy right. by that reality. You better Am be I good in? to me. <laughs> Dr. Arby. So yeah. anyway, well, okay. Dr. Arby Maynard, yes. you know, what's going on in your life real quick? Well, I am... I've been a little time off here with between houses and those kind of things, so I've just been trying to pick up some odds and ends on my rentals and things like that. So not much, I mean, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, he is a doctor in terms of theology and genius, <laughs> but also you're a, a real estate mogul. Oh, yeah. Kind yeah. of similar to our president, Donald right, Trump. Right, They're, they're going to have me, I think, <laughs> on Shark Tank or something like that to Yeah, <laughs> try to give advice. Yeah. All right, we're in the Word, First Corinthians chapter 15, on verse by verse, we go through the Bible. That's what we do, so we love that you guys would dive in with us, just open up the Word, and, and uh, we try and go through it in-depthly, verse by verse. Right. Let's do it, doctor. Right. Okay, well, I'm really, uh, what is the old saying? I'm I'm not a doctor, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. Yeah. That's kind well, of Well, it's yeah. 2020, you can basically say or do whatever you want to do, and, and right. uh, you know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're a doctor... It, in your mind, who am I to say that you're That's not? That's right. That's right. I'm a legend in my own mind. Right. So, yeah, we missed. Well, we missed last week. You were on a mission trip, and oh. I know you said you were kind of disappointed that I didn't get up and do uh, Good Morning Grace Point. But, yeah. Yes. But uh, I don't know how to run all this equipment. So. Yeah. Oh man, and and I learned that I I don't want to move to Kansas. I did learn that. Uh, so yeah. Well, you learned. Uh, no, no offense, Kansas. I mean, I'm. Mm-hmm. Very happy in yeah. Southwest Missouri, on the edge of Northwest Arkansas. Like I'm, it's pretty much a dream. So well, what, yeah. do, what do I have to complain about? What could you ask for besides Carthage, Missouri? <laughs> Branson's so. next to me, Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. It's a good life. And Rick Maynard, I pastor Prosperity Church. Yeah. I'm uh, Rick, Doctor Arby Maynard. So anyway, yeah. praise the Lord. Okay, we better move on. <laughs> Uh, chapter 15, verse 14, although he did not remove the high places, Asa's heart was fully committed to the Lord all his life. Um, and these are the altars. It's, it's really talking more about uh, personal altars. So in the, in the time prior to the temple, people had altars in their house or they had altars on some of the high places. So not every 
altar on the high places was an evil thing. Uh, you talk about sometimes people think of altars on the high place because it's usually talking about tearing down altars mm-hmm. as if they were uh, all evil, and there were plenty of that. But there were some altars before they had the temple where there was the place to bring your sacrifices. You had individual altars or, or whatever. So, But those should have been taken away with the temple. They shouldn't be still standing. And so... Um, in second, and let me read Second Chronicles fourteen three. This is kind of the um, what you would compare First Kings as some of the same material. It says he removed the foreign altars and the high places, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the asherah poles. And and this has probably had to do with some of that, that private worship that they had going on. Not necessarily all public worship of either the true God or the idols. They had obviously for. For every good thing, there's a mm-hmm. there's a negative, and that's uh, you know the devil likes to do that. He takes those things that God intended for good, and then he yep, distorts, mimics, twists, you know. So so that's kind of what goes on with part of it. But and this is what uh, you know. What would the people think about you know his idea? Why didn't he completely tear things down? Why didn't he? And I, there's just a few explanations. It says maybe Asa thought it was still lawful. Uh, to have those so in other words he hadn't taken down the altars that he should have taken down um, and and the other thing they were used their private altars and people could think that Ace's lack of taking care of that would be his approval of it and and that's what happens a lot of times with uh, with a church even if you don't preach against something then even though you haven't said anything about it, if you don't preach against it, then people tend to think it must be okay because you've never said anything. You know, whether it be if it was alcohol and you uh, you never said anything about alcohol or drunkenness or anything like that, then people who would lean towards those things would think it might be okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, people may have thought, um, and, it, and it goes back to having your idol worship at home. And I know we've gone through a, you know, a virus that has kept us out of church, and we're finally coming back. And now the viruses were, you know, we're going through all this, uh, all these things. But you know, people tend to think, well, this isn't so bad, you know. I, I have just have my church at home, you know. I mean, yeah. Grace Point is live, so I can just watch it at home, and I don't need to come. You can give online at gracepointag.org. Your right. tithes and offerings give to missionaries. That was one you should have said that really quiet, like a subliminal message. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, people you can send to, it by mail to sixteen oh five South Baker Boulevard, Carthage, Missouri, six four eight three six, or stop right. by the office right. Monday through Thursday, nine right. AM to three PM. And this commercial break has been brought to you by <laughs> Right. <laughs> but uh, and and the other the other question that's asked, and I, I've told this many times, but the other question that's asked is people look at things and think, um, uh, you know what's wrong with this? Why can't we do this? And and then the question is, why did things used to be wrong and now they're not wrong? Mm-hmm. And yes, we, <laughs> we see it in censorship with uh, with television. And you know, I've told the story many times about uh, the old show Leave It to Beaver. If you've ever watched that show, but anyway, they talked to them years later about censorship, and they said that he had a turtle one time and so he was looking he was hiding it from his mom dad he wasn't supposed to have it and so he was going to put it in the toilet so it'd have water and the censor said they couldn't show the toilet bowl 
So they they had to take that out of the show. Now, have we come a long ways since not being able to show mm -hmm. a, a, a turtle <laughs> in a toilet bowl with censorship? And my mom used to make that statement, there's just nothing wrong anymore. And, you know, and that to some extent that's true, but I've talked about the membership card. It, it always mentioned uh, the old membership cards. It's not the one we have today, but it said no alcohol, no tobacco, no dancing, no gambling, no going to movies or other questionable places of entertainment uh -huh. <laughs> was the way it was worded. So when you signed that, you were not supposed to do any of those things. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not saying they're okay now, but it used to we used to live under more legalistic than what we do now where mm -hmm. uh, things were just you know, uh, there was a list. If you need to know what to do, just go to the church, look at the yeah. membership card, and they can tell you what you could and could not do. And uh, I'm just going to go to the buffet at the casino. That's it. I promise. Right, right. I'm not, I don't, I'm not supporting them. So, but and and then it goes on. Those were the things that are on the membership cards. But I think of other things. I'm older than you. I've been raised in the church. I've seen, I've seen the time when a woman could not wear pants to church, mm -hmm. and especially jeans. I mean, that would just be. Yeah. sacrilege provocative yeah I mean, well <laughs> over I, the top i never did understand that because it was you know the jeans covered up more than some of the dresses that they the sure women yeah, wore, yeah. <laughs> you know but yet that was and again we could get into all that but well, and uh, it was interesting for me i mean my journey is uh getting saved in 1997 uh then going to north central university it was inter very interesting for me because when my wife went just a couple years earlier uh, well, one year earlier, they had dress code. They had right. like dresses and it had to be certain length and mm -hmm. guys had to wear slacks and shirt. And then they let it all go. So when I got there, it was like, right. I always make fun of, uh, you know, the chicks wearing pajamas at 7am mm -hmm. class is like, you know, like, Hey, brush your hair, you know, <laughs> brush yeah. your teeth, put on some, uh, print, you know, yeah. uh, and tattoos, uh, mm -hmm. were, ex were, were illegal. And then, right available and so there was still definitely rules and restrictions but man my bible college kind of like the the pendulum swung right the other direction and right. and and that's what i've kind of seen in my time christianity is probably some of the uh, uh yeah uh maybe some of the exterior things mm-hmm in terms of, uh, you know, like when I got saved is like, you know, if you would preach on Sunday morning, man, you had to have a suit and tie on. Oh, yeah. And now it's, you know, jeans and a dress shirt, right. and dress shoes or something, you know. Right. Uh, right. You want to look good, respectable. Uh, now, some, I mean, now some pastors are trying to look as cool as cool can be. Right. Uh, trendy and all those kind of things. Music uh, definitely started to transition, right. I think, pretty big from, from contemporary mm -hmm. to uh, almost rock. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, I got saved when it was Darling Check and it was mm -hmm. still very piano driven to, uh, I remember Sonic Flood, mm -hmm. drums, electric guitars, right. guitar now being the leader, right. As opposed to the piano. So I mean, those right. are, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's all kinds of transitions. I uh, mean, jewelry and makeup and, you know, I mean, there's just all kinds of, and, I, and I'm not saying that we need to go back to a list of rules and regulations, but on the other hand, do I worry a little? I do in the sense mm -hmm. that how how far does it, you know, in other words, are there going to be any guidelines at all, you know, for for church or, or yeah. for whatever, you know. So it, I think we just have to be careful that those list of things, if somebody could have explained to me biblically 
what the problem was with some of the I might have understood, but it was just a list. And mm-hmm. so I think today, whatever we find that may be wrong in the church, biblically or morally or uh, even just being courteous, I guess, you know, some things that would be acceptable or whatever. But um, but anyway, we better move on. But um, and and it's it talks about Asa being fully committed, and many of these guys, and and you see this as you go through the kings, almost every one of them, it'll say he was fully committed to the Lord, except or but this one thing, and it and it goes on verse fifteen. It says he brought into the temple of the Lord the silver and gold and the articles that he and his father uh, had dedicated. So. Uh, Abijam had removed the treasures from the temple, and Asa, Asa finds them, brings them back uh, to their to their right place. And if again, if you go to Chronicles, and we don't always uh, go there and read all those scriptures, but there's always there's always more to the story. Or if you want to read and really get into this study, you can look at both sides of it and see uh, gather up as much information as there is. But in Second Chronicles sixteen. This is 12 through 14, and this is talking about uh, Asa and, um, and kind of what happened to him or additional information. It says, Asa became sick in the 39th year of his reign. His sickness was from his feet up, but in his sickness too he sought not God but the doctors. Asa lay down with his fathers and died in the 41st year of his reign. They buried him in the grave that he had cut out for himself in the city of David and lay him down on a bed that was filled with a variety of spices expertly prepared. Then they burnt a very great funeral fire for him. So, you know, under the basic uh, statutes or the norm of what somebody, I mean, he was, a, he was a great man. He was a good king. He was a uh, righteous man of the Torah. If you read, you know, some of the history stuff about him, it talks about all these good things. And it's, it's a little bit like David. I, you know, we've talked about David where it just keeps saying, as your father David, as David did. You know, like he was this great man, and he was a great man. But it always says, except for the event with Uriah. Mm-hmm. And then these other guys, it says he was great man. He was a great king. He was a great man of the word, except for, uh, you know, this one thing in his life. And we've talked about this in here before, but, you know, regrets. And, you know, I know there's a little controversy. Some people say I don't have any regrets because the things in my life have brought me to where I am today. Well, I do have regrets. I wish uh, if someone were writing this story about me, they might say, oh, Rick has been faithful to the church. And, you know, they might have those good things. And then they would say, but do you remember when, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and I won't bring the, I'm not going to broadcast those things today. But man, I have some things in my life. It's like I wish my slate was, yep. was clean there. I wish, yeah, I hadn't done that. You know, and people say, well, yeah, but it brought you. That's true, it did. But you know what? God could have brought me where I am today by another means than my sin. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I mean, the old yes. the old line used to be, "I'm building my testimony." You know, I'm going to do all these wrong things, and then I'll have right, right, yeah, something to yeah. To tell my wife's God talked. My wife's from. talked about that before. That we we almost kind of in the church. There's been periods where we glorify that. Like right. if you uh, having a, like a bad pass is cool. Right. Right. <laughs> I yeah, got a like, cool testimony. Well, it's like people want to think. Well, you don't know what I'm going through because you haven't been, and that is true. 
But yeah, uh, but I do know some things because of some things I've gone through. Yeah, you know? and so, so it, you know, for all those things that had those but moments or those accept moments, and uh, you know that one flaw, and and unfortunately, and I'm guilty, but we we are judgmental people mm-hmm. who will say, um, you know, that was a great service, but it was a little long. It was a He's a he's a great preacher, but mm-hmm. you know this this flaw that's there, and we have to find you know somehow we that flaw stands out instead of all that ninety nine percent right that was good, <laughs> and you know and you say well God did that because He talks about these guys well He did that to say you know I can use imperfect people and that these imperfect people can come around and do the right thing that's mm-hmm. what David did except that one thing in his life but yet. He came back. That was David's, and so, uh, and part of this here with with him, and this is a good, uh, this is a good lesson. This this one verse would make a sermon if you read this, but it said, uh, you know, he worried about his own needs, so he began to uh, call the doctors, and basically, there, you know, we're not, we don't preach here that you don't use the doctor, that God takes care of everything. I believe God can take care of everything. But I and I believe that we go to the. Let me back up. We go to the church first. We go to God first, mm-hmm. and and that's very biblical. You yep. know, if anyone's sick, let him call. Let him let him call the doctor. No, <laughs> let him call for the elders of the church. Yeah, you know, pray for me, and then, you know, if if God's got some plan to use medical or whatever, um, I, I don't know where that line is that you cross the line. But in Ace's case, it, it just says he didn't consult God at all, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a fine line someplace there between when do you go to the doctor, when do you trust God for healing, is going to the doctor, lack of faith, because, well, I prayed about it. Well, God's not going to do yeah. it, so I'll just go to the doctor and get him to do it, Right. in other words. And so, but that was a, that was a, it was probably a sore spot with God there because, you know, maybe, maybe sometimes God's sitting up there like, Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you know, uh, why? I mean, I don't know how it all works, but is God sitting up there watching us? Like, I mean, he is, but is he watching us like, where are you going? Why didn't you ask me? I would have done this for you had you asked. You know, you have not because you asked not. And so uh, that was Ace's problem. He got sick, and he was sick for two years. But it says he didn't call on God because of his sickness. And so that was one of his but moments that he didn't rely on God to to take care of this. Some of, some people say that it was uh, uh, like a gout when it talks about coming from the feet. Um, I've never had that. I've, I've known some people have that talk about it being very painful. Mm. And so he was probably and I can I know sometimes you might go to the doctor because hey you need a tetanus shot, you know. Well, yeah, can God keep you from tetanus? Yeah, he could, but, you know, I think yeah. there's wisdom. But then when you go for two years, <laughs> he went two years with an illness and didn't call on God. Wow. I mean, that's so. I stepped on a couple nails last week that mm, not full in, but they did puncture the skin. So yeah, yeah. I'm doing okay right now. I thought you were acting a little strange <laughs> this morning, but that's another, that's a story for another time, but. Um, so uh, it, it was a, a result of his failure, and he had an opportunity, you know, m- or maybe God would have healed that mm-hmm. or at least said, 
you didn't even bother to ask for uh, for help in that. So, and then uh, you know the other one of the other things about um, about Asa here is it talks about his funeral a little bit, and for most people in the Bible, or for a lot of people in the Bible, they don't get any talk. You know, Moses, it just says he died and was buried, you know, mm-hmm. after all the great things that Moses did. So not everyone got this public funeral. Um, you know, a lot of people argue against funerals, even from a religious standpoint. They say, you know, that's not appropriate to, you know, where did we get the standard of opening a casket and people walking by and looking at, you know, the the body in the casket? And, uh, I mean... It all seems a little strange. I'm not sure what the background is on where that came from. But with, with Asa, it talks about, it says he, um, they buried him in his grave that he had cut out for himself in the city of David. So in other words, he had a pre, uh, pre-arrangement for his death. Uh, lay him down on a bed that was filled with a variety of spices, which again would be an honorable way of being buried. And that says, then they burnt a, burnt a very great funeral fire for him. So it, it was probably a thing that was attended by a lot of people that were mm-hmm. able to view that. It was an honorable thing. And the, the funeral fire was not, um, and again, I know there's been, there's some debate about cremation. Okay. People think, you know, Christians should not be <laughs> cremated. I mean, how how's God going to resurrect the body, you know, if you're cremated? Well, yeah, he's going to pick up all those ashes mm-hmm. from all over right. where they've blown and yeah i don't know how that's going to work either but <laughs> yeah but there are people who die you know people who died died in the world trade center mm-hmm. that were yeah, there was not a body explosion so, fire yeah i mean there's all kinds of things so we won't get into again the debate on whether to cremate or not to cremate today but i i mentioned the other night uh wednesday <laughs> night i i love the little cartoon that the guy's talking to the guy's wife after they uh put him in the crematory or whatever you call it but Anyway, he said, we, we really appreciate your business, but, you know, it wasn't very funny that you loaded his pants with fireworks before we, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> before we well, put him I in mean, the there is the option uh, now. I haven't um, uh, brought this up regarding you, Dr. R.B. Maynard. There is cryo-freezing. Have you heard of this before? Mm-hmm. When people die, you just cryo-freeze the body. That way, when we get the technology and the tech is there via Elon Musk, mm-hmm. or Tesla, or something, we just bring you back to life. Yeah. When, That'd be scary. Option number three. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, who knows what people are going to be trying if the, if the Lord doesn't come back. Right. Who knows what's out there. But uh, but anyway, verse 15, or 15, 25, and 26. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, became king of Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel two years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, walking in the ways of his father, and in his son, which he had caused Israel to commit. And I thought uh, this is kind of where we were in, in uh, Sunday school the other day, and it was a very appropriate uh, message for Father's Day. This would be a, I don't know that I've ever heard a Father's Day sermon preached out of this verse, but talking about um, he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, walking in the ways of his father, and in his sin, which he had caused Israel to commit. And I thought, what a what a sad uh, reflection, and you know, Stella and I were having that conversation this morning about uh, families and raising kids, and and how there's so many families out there that are raising their kids in such a terrible environment, but then we expect those kids to have a different result. 
Yeah, and right. <laughs> and I, you know, I even think it even came to my mind about all the rioting, all, everything that's going on, the vandalism, the murder, the whatever it is right now. You'd like to sit down and say, "What was your family life?" Yeah, you know, your parent, parents, I mean, and yeah. I mean, did you home life? If you're breaking the glass out of buildings and looting and and doing that, did you live in a a lifestyle where your parents were uh, mm-hmm. criminals and were they taught you how to steal and how to get something for nothing or that you're an oppressed person that deserves yeah to have free things and uh, you know what kind of a and i know it does not always work because mm-hmm. i could yeah, name right. i could name families who raise children and one of them is the most godly and the other one's just a devil <laughs> i mean you know yeah. raised in the same home mm-hmm. so it doesn't always work, yeah. But at least if you raise them right, then it's not coming back. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. you hate them hate to have something written about you to say uh, your sons turned out to be terrible, like their father. Yeah. I mean, and especially if uh, what happens when the father maybe decides to change later, and then he has to look back on mm. the way he raised his children, and uh, you know. And and it says that many times about these kings, they did evil like yeah. their fathers, you know, like their grandfather. Yeah, and you know, it's it's something I was talking with our our guest speaker on Sunday regarding, uh, you know, being Father Father's Day, and mm-hmm. he's a retired minister now and pastored a very large church, and uh, but now it's kind of like, man, even just a couple of years later, in the realm of ministry, mm-hmm. you're forgotten by people. So what right. what really matters? What matters is your children. Right. Again, that's what at the end of the day, that's what matters for me. You know, I mean, I'm 40 and I'm not I haven't reached the epitome of wisdom. But knowing that, like my kids matter, serving the Lord, that's right. what matters, not my ministry success. I mean, I care about that. I strive for it. I work hard in that regards. But man, even uh, some like Pastor Jim, who was here, you mm-hmm. know, very large church, lots of influence, moves to a different part of the country right. where it's like now, you know, they don't really ask him to do much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's even gone back to the church he did pastor. Well, right. People change, things change. Uh, you know, you're not, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you could be the most famous of all pay, people and not be remembered. So, so right. what are you chasing and what are you investing in? Right. And at the end of the day, what, what matters is, is your children, right. your grandchildren, you know, investing godliness and spirituality into those. Cause, right. Cause this other stuff is just, is so fleeting, right? So fleeting. Right. Money, stuff, people. I, just, I hate it that, that I'm away from my kids and grandkids. You know, not that I want to uh, sit down and preach a sermon to them, uh, you know, not, but just that I'm not there where I feel like I can have that influence on mm-hmm. them. And, and, they're, and so far, they're all good. I mean, you know, my sons, uh, I, I said one of the biggest lies that I think Satan can can give to the church is if you force your kids to go to church when they get older they won't want to go uh-huh. <laughs> well that is not true you know i my kids I, I told them i don't care if you when you get to be 20 years old if you're living at home and you uh, get drunk or something if it's sunday morning we're going to church you know i'm going to drag you out of bed mm-hmm. and we're going to go to church and that didn't turn them off to church you know, they both still go to church. They've both taken their kids to church. They take their grandkids to church. I mean, it's a part of, it's a big part of their life. Yeah. And so uh, that's not, don't use that statement. And, and again, 
if your kids are extremely unhappy, then find something, find a way to not just cater, but you know, don't make your kids be miserable yeah. <laughs> in church either. And yeah, you know, and I'm a, I'm a big, you know, me, I'm a big guy on staying in the church. Don't leave the church. Don't change. But you know, there's times when maybe for your children, uh, I went through a time when my boys were just not happy with the, the youth ministry of the church. And they wanted to go to uh, Fairview Christian. And they knew the, the youth pastor and all their friends were going there. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know what? I let them go for a yeah. while because <laughs> it was better to, to see them happy and want to go to church than to be mad at the church and unhappy in the church and have that as their memory of church. And maybe then they would become those kids that said, yeah, I'm not going to church anymore because of that bad experience. So, I mean, you lost your deaconship over it, but you got it back. So yeah, yeah, (laughs) just for the, just for a short time, but right. um, But he did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He took after his father, which is a, Again, that could be a great thing or a terrible thing. Um, and then he's talking about the uh, the leader as a leader. It says, which he the sin which he had caused Israel to commit. And this is, to me, one of the. I mean, it's bad enough that you have have not raised your children right. You know, in other words, his children are going to follow in these bad footsteps. You caused it, it, it's your fault. In other words, now that's a. It's one thing to say, man, I wish my kids you know, would have served the Lord. and and But to have God say, well, it's your fault they didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that yeah. is, a, is a low blow, if you would, mm-hmm. to say it's my fault that my kids are not serving the Lord today. But wow. not only that, is as a, as a pastor of being able to say, I mean, how would you like for, for it to be written about you? you? You were not a good example to your children. Your children turned out to be sinners because of you, and you caused your congregation to sin. Yeah. Now you can say, "Oh, well, that's not you know that's not the way it works. Everybody's responsible for themselves. You know, the pastor's not." Mm-hmm. But you know as well as I do that a pastor can manipulate, <laughs> can can put things in there that are, are twist the scripture and. And people look up to leadership. Yes. They look up to the pastor. There are people, and it's sad because people should be reading the word and praying. And all, I mean, yes, we have a personal responsibility, but there are people in the church, and you have to realize as a pastor, as a Sunday school teacher, whatever, in a yep. leadership, you have to realize that you are responsible for people and you can lead them down the wrong path. So, uh, and. And I would hate for that to be written about me. You mm-hmm. caused your children to sin, and you caused the church to sin because yeah. because you got up and said, "Hey, there's nothing wrong with this." You know, I don't think God would be upset about that. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that's a sin. You know, we live in the. You know, we live in 2020. We don't yep. live back then when. What and I'm not even going to get into start naming sins yeah. today, <laughs> but. Uh, but to lead a, a congregation astray where mm-hmm. when you're gone and the new pastor comes in and he's trying to preach against something and you're like, well, our old pastor didn't think that was, you know, that was wrong. Yeah. And, and that's why I, you know, I tell people all the time when I teach 
preach, whatever you want to call it. I, I said, check me out, you know, get the word. If I'm saying something and you're like, I don't think that's quite, yeah, you know, hey, find it, you know, bring it to me and say, hey, it, you know, that's not what this says. That's mm-hmm. not, that's not God. Yeah, I had a, I had a pastor, one, uh, a friend, uh, and we're because of distance and time, etc. Not as close together, but he pat ended up pastoring a church, took over a church, and uh, where like he like when they're having their leadership mm-hmm. like team gatherings, they're all drinking, right? <laughs> you know, like, but that was acceptable prior leadership right. so i mean again is you know one drink or one i mean clearly mm-hmm. we know the bible says do not get drunk on wine right. but rather be right. filled with the spirit we are very firm in that you know etc so but uh you know he had to like figure out how to be like yeah i'm not really um kind of not what i'm going for uh-huh. here under my leadership guys mm-hmm. <laughs> well i've talked about it before and we'll finish up here but um when uh when the pastor came here from uh, Indiana, I was oh, um, I was ten years old. Was it South Bend? I mean, that's a you know. If you uh, come from see, that where area. was he <laughs> from? I don't remember where they were from. Honestly, I think they might have been. <laughs> anyway, we won't shout out to Pastor uh, Greg yeah, there. Yeah, um, but they moved here from Indiana, and uh, they came before Brother Henson. So Brother Reed had been here, who was pretty strict. I mean, pretty old school, no makeup, no, you know, that kind of uh, pastor. And, I, of course, I was 10. I mean, I, I faintly remember him, and then I remember the Smiths coming. But they came from Indiana. And Indiana's, uh, and still to this day, is more liberal than they are here in the church. I'm not saying they're horrible. I'm just saying more liberal. Yeah. And, and uh, when they came here, man, the girls' short skirts, they, you know, back then it was like no mixed bathing, no boys and girls okay. in the same pool, and they did that kind of. And it was just a, it was kind of a shock to the system, okay. you know. And that was from whoa. Well, then we went back kind of the other direction because Brother Henson, when he first started, was very um, not holiness, but pretty strict in in his beliefs. He he mellowed a lot during the years and was not so much that way. Um, but anyway, and, and now if, if you go to a wedding, both of my boys, uh, their weddings, there was alcohol there and I don't, I'm not even going to say it was them or their in-laws or whatever, but just a culture there that that was not, now they didn't have alcohol in the church building. Mm -hmm. So they went someplace else for a reception, but there was some alcohol there. And so just differences in culture even. And I'm not saying you're causing people to sin because, but uh, whatever the issue with is, whether it's alcohol, whether whatever it is, a pastor can manipulate, can yeah. can say things where you're like, well, the pastor said it was okay, and I trust what he says. Well, you trust what he says because he said what you <laughs> wanted to do. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so we better we better wind it up there. Get today. that bun so, in your hair, ladies. Yes, Stella Maynor. I have not seen her one Sunday with a bun in her I hair. Know. This Sunday Very is the Sunday. <laughs> I know. I've been trying, but I haven't been able to to get it there. So verse by verse with Dr. R. B. Maynor. Please like, share, subscribe. Listen to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Got some good ones coming up, but uh, the one consistent, one faithful thing that we do over and over again, verse by verse, Dr. R. B. Maynard, you can now see him live on Sunday mornings. At, yes. How'd that go? You were live that your first Sunday good. school. I, I had more people than I thought. <laughs> I, I was afraid people would be 
afraid with social distancing and all that stuff. But we had, I don't know, I think we had 17 or something like that. So I was, uh, and we've been 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty good. Verse so. by verse, you can watch it Facebook Live, listen to the podcast, go to the Grace Point Daily YouTube channel, whatever you want to do. We thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you guys next time. Appreciate it. Verses did we do? Not very many Covered. today. We got. Um, where did, I don't remember where we started, but we finished at First um, Kings fifteen. Started at twenty four. We finished. We did twenty five and twenty six. We started at fourteen. Finished at twenty six.